0: I'm curious, how many of you uh, were around last year and you got to hear, and was it in October, I think? uh, How many of you got to hear Pastor Brandon preach? Didn't he do an amazing job? Uh, As I've said, like every single person that I invited uh, to Seek Week has a little bit of a different spirit uh, just kind of in what they do and how they minister. And, uh, not only is Brandon a great friend, but he is the Energizer Bunny in whatever room, uh, he walks into. And, uh, I just, I know Pastor Jimmy fathered this morning, but Brandon's about to blow this place up. You know what I mean? Like he's got that kind of spirit on his life (laughs) to extend it over there. And, uh, I'm just so fired up. He's so excited. He can't even sit down right now. Uh, if you know Brandon, uh, but, um. Recently became the missions pastor at Hope City in Houston, and uh, God's using him in an incredible way, not only in, uh, in his heart for missions, uh, but just re- literally around the nation uh, with the itinerant ministry that God has given him uh, to preach in churches just like this one. Um, and not only in, in these rooms, but in prisons. And its I've watched him and heard him talk, and we've sat... Uh, and many times and talked about uh, the heart that he has for those who are in prison. And uh, it's a big part of his ministry, a big part uh, of his heart. And I'm so thankful uh, he's here tonight. I'll just tell you, yesterday he hosted a massive missions outreach. Last night was uh, their women's conference, and so he was up very late with that. And was supposed to fly in, and as you guys could see by the weather, he was very concerned A lot of guys would just say, Dusty, I don't know what's going to happen with my flight. He got in a car at about 1 o'clock and slept, and uh, somebody drove him here today. Thank you, Vic, uh, for driving him. And uh, I called him when he was about halfway here. I said, bro, I can't believe you drove. He said, Dusty, I don't want to miss this. And so I'm so excited uh, for Brandon Barber tonight. And uh, would you just do this with me? Would you stand and honor him as he comes? Come on, give it up for my dear friend, Pastor Brandon Barber.
1: Can y'all stay standing for a moment? What's up? I tell you, the, the, the atmosphere in this room is so expectant. Do you feel it? And I just want just, to honor your pastors. I just want to say, um, just as a friend, thank you. Thank you for listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit for this house. I'm just... And I know, we family, whether you know it or not, we family, but I know I'm not here every week, but it didn't take but two seconds to walk in this room and to feel God moving. And I know this is something new we're believing God for in prayer and leading a house of prayer. What God is doing a Seek Week is the first time. I just wanna say thank you. You guys know this. If you're new, you're gonna learn this real quick, but you got the best pastors and leaders. I'm telling you, you're incredible. Thank you. And I do do have the honor and blessed to be around some amazing leaders in places, but it's very rare you find the the genuine humility and and just passion, not just for Jesus, for, for people. And I just thank you for that. Thank you for leading the church strong. Thank you for saying yes. Thank you for leading us so well. And I know... All of you would agree, thank you, because of you, yes, we're going to leave here better than we came in. And these next three days are going to change our life. Do you believe that? Come on, Heartland Church, do you believe that? Come on, to your pastors one more time. Show them some love. I love y'all. Man, i tell you what, stay standing for a second. Come on, I'm fired up, baby. Come on, anybody ready for God to move in the house? Hold from the back up there, come on. You can't hide up in the back. We're going to come get you. Jesus is in the house. God is going to do some amazing things. Brain can't stop us. Come on. It's preseason, so you at church. Come on, all right? It's a good time to be to be in church, and it is so good. My, my wife, Kristen, sends her love, and she wishes she could be here, but we just started school, so moms know what that's like, right? Come on. Right? And so uh, she's there hanging out, and we just moved into a new area, so new schools and everything, and I got four kids, and three of them are girls, so now you know how to pray for a brother, but, uh, and they're all kind of entering that teenage age, so <laughs> now you know, yeah, I'm here for Seek Week for me, come on, right? It's like, <laughs> so, <laughs> real tough, and it's just, it's just entering a whole new world. We had actually, uh, we had this past, uh, a couple weeks ago, <laughs> these, uh, some boys from the neighborhood came over. And they were, they, were, they were punching the code on the back door. And I'm like, what is that sound? What's going on? And I walk outside, and, and my daughter said, it's okay, Dad. They're playing Guess the Code. I'm like, no, we're not. I'm like, I was a dude. I know I invented that game. And I, I, I got to gotta lie. I lost Jesus for about five minutes, and they ain't ever going to come to my house again. But them boys are gone. Come on, somebody, right? Let's go. You're going to play Guess the Code. But I believe God's going to do something amazing tonight. Do you believe that? I believe God's going to do something incredible, and and, uh, I'm going to dive straight in today. So if you do me a favor, can we just pray? Father, I thank you so much for tonight. I thank you for your word. I thank you for all that you're going to do. Jesus, I don't know everybody's story, but you do. And I pray right now that in Jesus' name, you're going to stir our faith. I just believe for the miraculous tonight. That the world says no, you said yes from the beginning. And God, I just pray right now that miracles are going to happen. Deliverance is going to take place. There's going to be many of us set free tonight. We're going to leave here better because of you, God. And, Father, we thank you for it. And we give you all the honor and all the glory in advance. And if you believe at Heartland Church, can somebody give Jesus one big amen? amen. Come on, give him one last praise. Come on, can we do that? Let's go, let's go, amen. Hey, do me a favor and just high-five somebody and say, I thought you dressed better for church than that. Like, And turn to your other neighbor and say, sing better next time too. Let's go. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> let's go. Hey, how many got your Bibles? I'm ready to get it. Let's go. Y'all ready? Let's go. Y'all come hungry for the Word. Can I get an amen? Amen. Can I get a yeah? Yeah. Let's do this. Come on. I would just believe, man, if we can shout, jump, stand, and get fired up with two minutes on the clock in a football game or a baseball game or a basketball game, how much more should we get excited about a Sunday night in the house of God? Come on. Are you with me? I believe God's going to move in an amazing, an amazing way. And uh, I do want to give honor to my boy Vic, who helped drive me today. Come on, he's my friend. He's hanging out with me. I love you, bro. He's on our missions team. Absolutely crushing it, and so love him. And so he's he's incredible. And we stopped by Bucky's on the way here. Come on, somebody. I feel like Bucky's and Jesus, God's got to show up. Let's right. right Hey, if you got your Bibles, turn with me to Exodus 14. This is a very familiar passage of scripture, but. I was talking with my friend Roland, and we were reading this together, and I just saw it. Maybe it's not new. Have you ever just read scripture, and it's not new, but it's just fresh? It was just fresh for me when I was reading this. And if you want to turn there, and I'm actually going to get to uh, Matthew 13. If you want to put a bookmark there in just a moment. Matthew 13, I'll get there in a minute. In Exodus 14, if you don't have your Bibles, you can look at the big Bible on the screen right there. I want to start off by reading this, kind of give you the title of my sermon. In fact, I'll give you the title right now if you want to write it down. How how many note takers I got in the house? Come on, am I right? Let's go. (laughs) That's all my A-plus students. Come on, where's my C students in the house? Where you at? Hey, hey, hey. Come on, somebody. Hey. Praise God. Exodus 14. Starting with verse 5. If you're there, can I get a yeah? Yes. Verse 5. When the king of Egypt, by the way, this is the story with the Israelites. They just got set free from, Israel, uh, from Egypt. And they're right in the middle of the moment, right before the miracle of the Red Sea. It says this in verse 5. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled... Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds about them and said, what have we done? We have let the Israelites go and have lost their services. Verse 6, so he had his chariot made ready and he took his army with him. Verse 7, he took 600 of his best chariots and he left Egypt. I don't know why I just feel like the lead to stop right there. How many of you would agree that the enemy can send you his best and it's still not better than what God has, right? It don't matter what the world throws at you, it ain't near as strong as the Jesus that lives on the inside of you. Sometimes you just got to wake up and be like, yo, give me your best shot because it ain't going to be good enough. Bring it on. Verse 8. The Lord, this is amazing to me. The Lord allowed... Pharaoh's heart to be hardened, right? He hardened Pharaoh's heart, the king of Egypt. So he pursued the Israelites who were marching out boldly. I love that. They were marching out boldly. Verse 10, as Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and in the distance, they saw the Egyptians. Notice they were threatened by just the look, and they weren't even on the grounds or close to them. And he goes on to say, marching after them, they were terrified, and they cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there was no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone? Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Verse 13, this is where we're going to go and land tonight. And then verse 14 and 15, we'll get there. Verse 13, Moses, answer the people. Come on, this is where to stir your faith. Do not be afraid, but stand firm. Somebody shout, stand firm. stand firm. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance that the Lord will bring you today. And this is my favorite part. And those Egyptians that you see right now today, you will never see again. How many believe that God can do something tonight? That was seven of you. Great. Come on. How many believe God can do something tonight? Come on. Where are you at? Somebody shout today. It's my day day. for deliverance. deliverance. I love that. He said today, stand firm. You're going to find a miracle today. And what you are experiencing today, you will never see again. Mm. Verse 14, though, this is what trips me out. God gives them two action statements. Verse 14 says, The Lord will fight for you. That's good news, right? He said, You need only to say it with me be still. still." Underline that in your Bible. And then verse 15, then the Lord said to Moses, (laughs) Why are you crying out to me? He said, Tell the Israelites to move on. Somebody shout, "Move Move on. Be still. And move on. In fact, that's what I want to kind of preach about tonight. I want to preach on the topic, move on. Come on, look at your old name and say, move on. Move <laughs> on. Come on, if you, and depending on the parts of the street you came from, say, get to stepping. Come on, look at your the name and say, get, get to stepping. It's amazing to me to understand the context of this scripture. Here they are, their faith is absolutely shaken. They're at a place, we, I know we know this story in the Bible, this is nothing new to us, but if you could look at it from their viewpoint, that they have not seen a miracle or God move in over 400 years. God had almost seemed more like a, a distant memory, but yet there was a little bit of hope that existed somewhere that they grabbed a hold to. That even after 400 years, they're like, yep, I believe God, you can get us up out of this place. And then we find it, they're at the place where God just did a miracle, and now they're at the Red Sea, right? And now they're freaking out because the threat of the miracle of yesterday is not helping them with the miracle that they need of today. And they're like, "What, what, what am I, I going to do?" And it, it just blows me away, though, that, that God said, "Hey, I changed the heart of Pharaoh, and a heart in his heart." You would think that if God did a miracle five days ago, after 400 years of believing for God, five days from now, you would believe God can move a mountain, he can shake a city, he can move a lake, he can move a river. But apparently, their faith still wasn't there. Apparently, they still needed to work on their faith and their their belief in God. So God said, hold up, i got to create kind of a miracle in the middle. Got to create something to take place. And, and I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know about this, but it kind of hit me like this. Is that maybe it's because they tasted freedom, but they weren't walking with freedom. And I don't know why I felt led to kind of stir your heart to kick this thing off. Because here we are kicking off Seek Week. And I don't want this just to be a three days of a remember when where we check in and we check out. Because you can walk in here and taste freedom, but walk right out this building and not walk with freedom day in, Monday through Saturday. You can come in and taste the goodness of Jesus, but not walk with Jesus. You can come in and taste the power of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. No, if I shout Holy Ghost, I'll know how you're raised. Come on, we're moving All right, here we go. Come on. All right, you, you can't taste And experience the Holy Ghost in your life and not fully experience what Seek Week is all about. And leave here not walking with the greatest gift you have and that is Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Can we go ahead and say, we're not going to just make this another night. We're not going to make this another conference. There's some things that God needs to do on the inside of me. This is not going to be a remember what happened then and Man, I don't know how I got here now. It's going to, you remember what God did that night? Man, look what all the Lord has done. He started a work and he's going to go complete a work. I'm going to keep moving and I'm going to keep shaking. Because how many would agree there's still some broken things that we got to get rid of? Come on, anybody? Come on, do I got any non-perfect people in the house? Come on, anybody still under construction? Where you at? God still has some broken things in our life. And he has to break some things in our life to get us moving. It's almost like, I, I don't have a key, but if I were to have a key and I were to show you, every key is actually, if you look at it, it's designed to open up a door. Every key is different. Every key has its own edges, its own grooves, it's, own, it's cut a certain way, and it's broken in certain places. And here's the deal, that it is, it is broken in the exact place to open up the right door. And until you can allow God to break you in all the right places, you will never step into the door of purpose that God has for you in your life. Come on, Heartland, are you with me in the house? So I think there needs to be an expectation. God, if you need to break pride off of my life to step into my purpose, then break it, God. If you need to break uh, addiction off of my life, Jesus, tonight... Break it off my life so I can step into the destiny that I'm called to do. Can we walk in with the spirit of humility to say, God, I still need help. Whatever you need to break over my life, Jesus, break it. Because if pride can kick Satan out of heaven, pride can kick heaven out of you. God, break me over these next three days. God, what are you going to do? I want to keep moving on. Somebody shout, moving on, moving, moving on. When I, when I think about this passage, God, the direction of God, He said, "I need you to go, leave Egypt." But then I need you to stand firm, be still. But then I need you to, hey, Moses, tell him to move on. Okay, how do you be still and how do you move? Anybody like, like God? Wait, okay, you're telling me to move. But you're telling me to be still. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's more about our faith than we realize, right? Maybe. Has anybody ever felt like you're in the in-between miracle season? It's like, God, you came through today, but I didn't expect to be here today, right? It's like, I know God is a good God. Has God ever come through and answered a prayer for anybody in the house? Come on, anybody. It's like, God, I know you are a good God. But man, I still need this to happen, but I know you can do it. And you're kind of caught in this in-between miracle zone, right? You're like, God, I like, I want I want to keep moving and trusting you, but God says, be still, because how many know you can be still and trust where God has you, but still moving with your faith. And believing what God is gonna do inside of you. The one thing I think that they needed to understand in this moment. Is they needed to understand and identify their season. They didn't learn how to recognize their moment. God just set them free. Here He set them free out of Egypt, and they're trying to get across the Red Sea to the other miracle. But yet they're kind of just stuck in the middle. God, why are we here right now? Why is this happening? Why did you have to harden Pharaoh's heart? to give me right here. I think sometimes we gotta recognize that God has us exactly where he needs us, right? It says in verse 12 that we just read, they lost their faith in where they were. Didn't we say to you in Egypt to leave us alone and let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better. Come on, anybody ever say that to God? Jesus, man, it would have been better. I didn't know it was gonna be this hard. Anybody ever prayed for a job and you're not complaining about that job you prayed for? Come on, anybody? Am I right? It's like, oh, if I just get there, Jesus, everything's going to be great. Two weeks in, you're like, Lord, Jesus, take me back. <laughs> Am I right? It's amazing, God. It would have it been better. God, it would be better if you can get a stare. It would be better if you just left me back there. The pain, God, yes, you did a miracle, but why does it feel like there is pain inside the miracle? Like, God, I know you're moving and you got to understand. They didn't understand that God has them in that moment. you got to be able to identify your season and where God has you. I'll never forget when God showed me this. I don't know about you guys, but my absolute favorite place is by a fire pit. Come on. Fire pit by a cold outside, which I know we don't get much of that, especially in Houston. We don't get none of that. But if it's cold outside, just I'm easy. Give me a fire and give me a stick so I can just poke the fire. Like, it's all I need. But I love a good fireplace. Come on, I got anybody that likes a good fireplace? Come on. Come on, how many want some s'mores right now? Let's go. And so, um, and I'll never forget my wife and I, since we've been in Houston, we've moved, uh, we've moved eight times in Houston. Yeah, I know. And uh, But we'll never forget when we finally found our first house. There was one thing we had to have. Pastor, we had to have a fireplace. We're like, we're not going to get a house if we don't get a fireplace. And we were determined that we're, the first night that we're in there, we're going to make us a fireplace, a, a fire. Here's the problem. So we moved in the house It's the first night we're gonna make a fire. Here's the problem it's the middle of July. (laughs) And we're determined, though. I'm a little bit hard headed. I got anybody hard headed in the house? Come on, where you at? Okay, thank you. Some of y'all lined up in church. Come on, raise your hand, right? (laughs) And so, like, like, I was like, man, I was like, I got to make a fire. And so literally, so I went around to like three different targets. And I was like, man, y'all got any firewood? You got to start a log. They thought I was crazy. Like, who is this dude? And how many know the Lord comes in the midnight hour, right? And so that fourth target, I found me one starter log. And I went in and we cranked the AC down in the house to 50 degrees. Come on, a little Urscher, a little Kenny G. I don't know. Like, I don't know. He said, man, that's where baby number four came from. But it was a great night. I'm sorry. Night one. Okay, here we go. But I'll never forget, like, it was an amazing night. Like, this is amazing. And I'll never forget the Holy Spirit speaking to me in that moment. He said, Brandon, why are you trying to force a season that doesn't fit the reality of the season you're living in? And it just shook me to the core. He's like, you really don't trust me, do you? I know I just did a miracle for you, and I got you to where you prayed for a house, didn't you? Yeah. He said, why are you trying to force something? Because we're, we're trying to fit a bunch of things in our life, saying, God, if I can. We've all been there. God, if you can just get me here, then I know I will worship you the way you need to be worshiped. God, if you can just get me here, then I'll serve you. Then I'll go to church. Then I'll tithe. Then I'll serve. And then, God, if I can get here, man, everything changes. And God's saying, man, I want to get you there. But you, ah, there's some things I got to do right here. Stop trying to force a season that doesn't fit the reality of the season that you're living in. Can you trust that God has you at the right place at the right time? Are you with me? Because I don't know about you, but I don't like waiting on nothing. Come on, anybody? How many needed God to move seven years ago? I don't like waiting, but it's amazing that at the right time and at the right place, God moves. They're sitting there trying to say, like, well, you, you just got us out of Egypt. We, we, we got to get to the promised land. Why, why are we stuck here right now? Why, why is this happening right now? Because maybe God has something he wants to do in you right here because when he takes you here, you can hold on to it and you can keep what he's trying to bring you, right? I love what it says in scripture in Ecclesiastes 9 It says, I have observed something under the sun. The fastest runner doesn't always win the race. The strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry, and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. And those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. Here it is. What it is all decided by chance. By being at the right place at the, at the right time. I don't know about you, but this, this scripture encourages me. It lets me know I don't have to be the strongest. Come on, somebody. I don't have to be the, uh, the uh, fastest or the wisest or the most educated. Come on. Some of you, you're blessed with A+. Plus, but like I said, my C students, where you at? Come on, right? Some of you got degrees, magna cum laude, summa cum laude. Anybody else in the room like me, you graduate. Thank you, Lordy. Come on, anybody? Like, yeah. come on, just wave at her brother. Like, you got your degree, you made it, but you ain't using it. Here we go, all right? Stay in school, kids. (laughs) Come on. I made it. Woohoo! But I've learned. And again, this is nothing that you haven't heard before, but I don't know maybe God's going to use it in a fresh way tonight. How many agree that learn that his ways are better than our ways? His thoughts are better than our thoughts. We make our plans, but he orders our steps. And here's what I realized, that I had to lean in, and I believe the Israelites were in this moment, is God had to make sure that they were the right ones before God brought them the right time. You don't want to be the wrong one when the right time comes. You want to be the right one. And the right one is somebody who Jesus is the center of your world. A great man is a man of God, leading his family to church, Filled with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. A great woman is a woman of God who loves Jesus, leading her family, filled with the Holy Spirit, and leading, and everything around them is Jesus-centered in their world. He said, I want to make sure you're the right one. And yes, you want to be happy. How many want some joy, right? Anybody wants some joy in the house? But can I tell you right now, holiness does not follow happiness. Happiness follows holiness. God is saying, hey, there's so many of you the enemy who try to trip us up and say, hey, if you just give 99% of your life to Jesus, that one little thing ain't gonna trip you up. You good. It would be like, I would tell y'all, yo, we're gonna go jump on uh, uh, the yacht. I got this huge yacht. Y'all ready? We're gonna go party. We're gonna have some fun. We're gonna eat some food. We're gonna go out to the ocean. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be amazing, right? Come on. Yeah, Yeah, okay, here we go. Just play along. Here we go, right? It's like, we gonna get out there. What if we pull out into the water, And I said, hey, guys, we're going to have a blast tonight, but I just got one announcement to let y'all know. Don't worry about it, but there's only one hole in the boat. (laughs) How many of y'all want to be get up out of that boat quick like that? Am I right? Because it's amazing you don't sink quick, but the further you drift away, you're going to sink away. And all of a sudden, you're going to feel like you're drowning and you're going to feel like shore is too far gone. But can I tell you, that's the grace of Jesus. He said, I want to make sure you're the right one so that when the right time comes, let me tell you, there's some things that I believe God wants to set us free from tonight, some sin that is in our lives. Sin is like getting hustled. You think you got a deal, but the deal actually got you. The enemy's going to try to trip you up. He's saying, hey, I got to get you to be the right one. Be the best man of God you can be, be the best woman of God you can be, be the best for your marriage. Be the best for your family. Identify that I got you right where I have you. Because maybe you need to work on you. And at the right time and at the right place, you might feel like you're in between a miracle season, but I promise you, I'm going to split the Red Sea. I declare in Jesus' name that deliverance will happen for you tonight. And what you're facing today, you will not see again if you say, I'm going to be the right one. And trust you at the right time. Are you with me? Can I get an amen in the house? Here's one thing I love about this story is that faith and fear work together. Faith and fear work together. They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done by bringing us out of Egypt? In other words, shouting things like, how did I get here? Why is this happening, God? Anybody been there? How come it feels like there's so much pain right now, but but I, but I trust you, God. Faith and fear sometimes work together. If you got it in your Bibles, Matthew 13. This is a very, very powerful parable that Jesus teaches. Verse 27 says this. says, the owner's servant came to him and said, sir, didn't you sow good seed in the field? Can I just stop right there? Has anybody ever felt like that with God? God, I've been tithing. I've been serving. I've been doing everything you asked me to do. What's up? <laughs> Why are you blessing everybody else but me? What's going I've been doing it right, and, and God takes notice of it. Didn't you sow good soil, uh, seed in the field? Where then did the weeds come from? You ever had that one day? Where'd that email come from? Where'd that bad news come from? Gee, where where in the world? How is this happening? Verse 28, an enemy did this. It's amazing we're so quick to, (laughs) to, to blame it on others, right? The servant asked him, do you want us to go and pull them up? Notice the response, verse 29. No, he answered, because while you're pulling the weeds, You may root up the wheat, the blessing, with them. Verse 30, check this out. Let both grow together until the harvest and until the blessing. This isn't a very popular passage of Scripture, but can I tell you right now, there is purpose to allow pain and purpose to grow together. As quick as God, I need you to remove this person. I need you to remove this situation. I need you to take me out of this circumstance. I need you to remove this. God is saying, no, 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 no. I can't remove it too quickly because the harvest won't fully come. I got to allow pain and purpose to run together. God, I said yes to this because you told me to say yes to this. Why is it so painful saying yes? Has anybody ever felt the weight of you saying yes to something? Maybe that's an investment. Maybe it's a business. Maybe it's a ministry. Maybe it's a relationship. You know, like, God, you told me to say yes, but why is this so painful? But we have to learn that we got to allow pain and purpose to sometimes run together to get to the finish line. Because the full harvest won't ever take place. Here's why. Because faith has to face the facts you got to be able to face the facts. I love what it says in Romans 4. Abraham, later on in age, he's been believing God for a miracle, to have a son and to have a family. And it says in verse 18, Abraham against hope, in hope, still believed. And here's why I love what he says. He says, without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact, and he did not waver, and it strengthened his faith, and he gave glory to his God. Come on, are you with me in that? There's something about we got to face the facts. Faith, face the facts of faith. Can I tell you right now, friends, there's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days. Come on, anybody have bad days? Anybody ever had bad weeks? Going <laughs> Well, I could probably keep going. Two hands, four hands, all right? Sometimes faith, like there's a, there's a good day and there's a bad day of faith. Sometimes you're going to wake up and it doesn't make sense. God, like, you, just, you did amazing things, but why am I facing this today? Why is this red sea of a miracle that I need to happen? I teach my kids, it's just sometimes there's, there's happy faith and there's sad faith. Sometimes there's these things that just go in the sad folder. God, I don't know why this is happening, but can I tell you, no matter if it's a good day or no matter if it's a bad day, nothing is going to rob my faith in my Jesus, right? Nothing is going to shake me. Nothing is gonna. It doesn't matter what the enemy tries to throw at me. I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna face the fact that this is not fun right now. I don't know why this addiction is taking over my life. I don't know why my marriage is here right now. I don't know why things are at this place. Like they were crying out, "What have you done? What's going on, man? What's happening, God?" But I'm gonna face the fact that nothing is gonna rob my faith in who my God is. And I think I think sometimes we gotta. When the Bible says to stand still, but God said to move on, maybe that means I need to trust where God has me, but I can still sp- uh, speak in faith in where God wants me to go. Because how many would agree there's power in God's word? Come on, anybody would agree with that? Come on, how many agree there's power in God's word, right? And if you speak God's word, it changes things. That's why the Bible says there's the renewing of the mind. I got a little illustration for you. Everybody if you've heard this just pretend like you haven't. Everybody put the number 10 in your head. When I say countdown, count down silently. When I say speak, I want you to yell out that number. All right, y'all got it? How many need double instructions? Come on anybody. Okay, here we go. Put the number 10 in your head. When I say go, count down silently. When I say speak, I want you to shout out that number. Ready? Go. Speak. We got some fast counters and slow counters. (laughs) Not gonna point them out. What happened? The moment that you spoke that number, what happened? Your mind stopped counting. Why? Because the words that are coming out of your mouth are so powerful that your mind has to stop to listen to what your mouth has to say because whatever comes out of your mouth controls your mind. Whatever controls your mind controls your body. And whatever is in you isn't going to come out of you. Come on, are you with me? So that's why you can wake up and you can declare that this is the day of the Lord and it is mine and his mercy is new every morning. And devil, you can bring me everything you got. But I got this word of God right here with me. I'm going to speak and declare hope. I'm going to speak and declare joy. I'm going to declare my miracle. My marriage is going to come back. My family is going to come back because I'm going to speak the word. Come on. Are you with me? Somebody shout, move on. Sometimes you got to wake up and say, move on addiction. You ain't got a part of my life. I'm going to declare the word of God. That's why get up, read scripture in the morning. Get sticky notes. Put it on your fridge. If you got a teenager that's running from the Lord or somebody in college, show up at the, at the school parking lot. Put it on their car. Put it in their notepad. The word of God works every single time. You just got to declare it. Say, today's the day that I will find deliverance. And what I'm facing today, I will not see Tomorrow. Still have to move on. Cancer, move on. Addiction, move on. Depression, move on. Anxiety, move on. Bad relationships, move on. Stupid boyfriend, move on. Come on, somebody. Are you with me? Like, like, don't let the enemy trick you that you have to defeat him in something that he's already been defeated in. That's why we got Seek Week, to stir the word of God on the inside of us. Yes. To stand firm, but to tell everything that is trying to come against you to move on. Yeah. And I think that was the heart of God in that moment. I say, trust where I got you. I know painful. I know you believe in me because a miracle just took place. But I need you to believe what is on the inside of you and declare it and speak it. I love how he says, stand firm, and I'm going to close with this illustration. It says in verse 13, it was what we read, stand firm, and you will see del- the deliverance that the Lord will bring you today. Today. Somebody say, stand firm. Stand firm. Stand firm. I got a couple guys that are going to come help me real quick. Let's give them a hand. Come on. Can I have you stand right here, buddy, on this tape, facing me, and I want you to come. Now, one of them lifts weights. The other one doesn't. I'll let y'all figure that out. <laughs> Praise God. Here we go. Here we go. You said yes to helping me. Okay, here we go. Yeah, you're on that slim slow, bro. Here we go. All right, here we go. Here we go. You can just face me if you don't mind, please. I really <laughs> That was amazing. Okay. Every time, I I met him tonight for the first time, and I immediately went and did 10 push-ups. Let's go. I want to show you a perspective. And hopefully, maybe it can bring a peace of mind where I I believe the, the heart of God was saying, stand firm, but keep moving in your faith. Because this right here, if you can help me, this is your future. This is what you're believing God for. Anybody have a need in your life? Come on, can we be honest family? In the house, let me see your hand. Come on, you believe in God for something. This is God answering all those needs. This is the goodness of God. This is beautiful. This is ugly. It's not going to (laughs) stop. This represents all the things you don't want to be. You feel like a piñata? Good, it's good. Well, the Lord led me, man. He said, there's one person in the room tonight that needs you, and he'll be on the stage. Just kidding. Thank you, man. This represents your past. This represents, maybe, I don't know what your past is. Everybody's story is different. Maybe it's addiction. Maybe it's brokenness. Maybe it's just growing up in a family where you just saw everything and anything that wasn't God. This is... These are the things that God has brought you through. Amen all that? This is your past. This is your future. I want you to understand something. Is that God will never bring you all the way here. And I know this may not be fun, but God will never answer all your prayers at the same time. Because if he did, then you wouldn't need faith. But God is also a good God. God. And he's not going to leave you in your past and in your brokenness, right? So God is always going to allow two gaps to always be in your life. He's going to leave you a gap of thankfulness. And he's going to make sure there's a gap of faithfulness. God is never going to leave you. He's going to do miracle upon miracle. He's going to do just enough miracles. He's going to set you free out of Egypt. And even though like you're feeling in the middle and you need a red sea, he's going to do a miracle to help keep you thankful. But there's always something he's going to allow to stay in front of you to keep you faithful. And the reason why you're so stressed out and depressed in life is because you're living like like this, back and forth with God. God, I need all of you, or maybe I'm not going to get any of you. And you're just constantly back and forth and back and forth. And God is saying, stand firm. Move in your faith. Because you're going to go through seasons in your life where you need your thankfulness to feed your faithfulness. Are you following me? This is why, this is why King David he knew that he could defeat the giant in front of him because God delivered him from a lion and God delivered him from a bear. And if God can do it there, God knows he can do it there. And can I tell you right now, Through you face, and you're like, God, I need a miracle in my marriage, but God, I know you're gonna do it because seven years ago, you gave us a breakthrough and I was thankful there, so I'm gonna be faithful there. God, I'm believing for cancer to go away again. I don't know why it came back, but I know that you're gonna be an because if you did it before I know that you'll do it again so on the hard days on the hard days I'm gonna let my thankfulness feed my faithfulness and I'm gonna stand firm and I'm gonna move my faith and I'm gonna keep trusting my God because he has what is best for me come on Heartland Church get Jesus all the praise he deserves come on, come on, turn it up a little bit every person in the room everybody stay standing, stay standing I pray that gives you a visual because it's amazing how many of us get so mad at God that he hasn't answered all our prayers God, it could have been better Like, yeah, you you set me free here, but man, this Red Sea feels like a whole lot bigger of a situation than what was. But maybe you can realize, don't turn your back on God because he hasn't answered your prayer. He's saying I need you to stand firm, but keep your faith moving. And when you have a bad day, think about, and show of hands, has God showed up in your life at one point? Come on, anybody in the room. Look at, look at, look, look around the room. Look at, look at the thankfulness. Look at the thankfulness. Look at it. Maybe you just need a day. You say, God, I need, I need to pull from the vault of thankfulness to feed my faithfulness, to keep my faith moving. To wake up every day and whatever I'm believing God for, whatever's coming against me, I'm gonna tell it to move on because it's not gonna be a part of my life. And starting today, I'm gonna be delivered because what I'm facing today, I'm not gonna see tomorrow. I'm believing God for it. Are you with me? We gotta. It's like it's like one thing I love to say. You gotta stay on faith street. And I believe God is trying to do something for you, overnight you, and answer prayer. But he doesn't deliver to I don't believe Boulevard. He delivers to Faith Street. Just keep moving. Trust where he has you. I know your marriage isn't where you want it to be, but stand firm. And keep your faith moving. Keep coming to church. Keep going to a group. Keep believing God. And here's the amazing thing about Moses, what I love in the story. Think about Moses' perspective. He's got Pharaoh who hates him and the Israelites who are mad at him. He's lonely. Anybody ever felt lonely? He's crying out to God and God didn't help him at all. (laughs) Anybody ever feel like God is in my aid? Moses, what he did was absolutely amazing. Bible says he went out into the sea and he lifted his hands all night long because he knew this, his God is so good that even when it feels like he's not moving he knows that an answer is already on the way he didn't know if he was going to move but all night long he didn't give up all night long he believed God for a miracle, I'm telling you right now an answer's on the way Can I share a personal story real quick? Is there any water? Y'all don't make me preach, lose my voice. Come on, somebody. Thank you, my friend. Sir, do you need to get baptized? (laughs) You just look like you do. He said, "You didn't say yes." She said, "Yes, quick!" Right? (laughs) Great. Somebody saying answers on the way. Personal story with my family. My son, (laughs) he's crazy. I love him. I'll never forget. We believe God for my son. He was a miracle. And just uh, we um, we had three daughters, and we're just believing God that (laughs) we'd have I'd have one son. And God answered that prayer, and I don't forget. One night though, my wife woke up, and I'm sure moms in the room felt this like it's time to go to the hospital, right? My wife was in extreme pain, more pain than I've seen with all the other pregnancies. We get to the hospital, and the doctors and the nurses or the nurses let us know, hey, you're good. You're having this baby. And so I immediately just start texting everybody, all my friends, like what's happening. It's amazing. And all of a sudden I look up and I see 12 nurses surround my wife, unplug her, wheel her out of the room, and I'm the only one in the room. It all happened within seconds. And I had the nurse come up and tell me something that I'll never forget. She said, Mr. Barber, she said, your wife is bleeding internally and your son is not breathing. I cannot promise you either one of them are gonna make it. It, uh, it rocked me to my core. In that moment, I felt so alone, like, God, what is happened? How, how am I here? You did a miracle by let me have a son. Did you just gonna take them away? I'm like, what's up? I'll never forget in that moment. Feeling so alone. And can to tell you two things that I didn't realize? Is um we had a friend. The only thing I knew how to do was, was text my group. Church family text my family, some church family. Well, I didn't realize there was a lady in our group. She was an on-call nurse, and I had no idea that she happened to be on call that night. I learned this a few days later, but she heard about it. Word got to her. She immediately left her station, and she was three stories down in the hospital in Houston, just praying in the Holy Ghost for two hours. Can I tell you right now, for everybody, you need two things in life. You need Jesus, and you need friends. You need this church family more than you realize. You need this Seek Week more than you realize. And I don't know how plugged in you are to the local church, but you need to be plugged in more than you ever have. Because when that day comes, you're going to need Jesus and you're going to need your friends. Then I thought, the story, I can show you a picture of my son. He's obviously good because he's crazy. Y'all pray for him. He needs Jesus now. He's seven years old. It's my favorite. I get to coach him in football. My wife is amazing, completely healthy. But here's the story. is I went out there and my dad, my dad is actually talking to the doctor. And I don't know how, dads have some kind of Jedi way. Like, I don't know how we got through security. Like, how many of dads just have a way to get there? Come on, am I right? Like, we will break. Am I the only one that broke laws trying to get my kid to the hospital that was pregnant? Like, Labor is happening. Like, so, y'all afraid to raise your hands in church? Okay, but, but dads have a way. In. My dad, he, the doctor knew my dad from his days playing with the Oilers and then, and they knew him from our prison ministry. The doctor happened to be a believer. And the doctor said, Brandon, can I tell you something? It was right before I went to go see my son for the first time. He said, can I tell you something not to scare you, but can I tell you something to let you know how good God is? He said, I'm the only doctor. On the floor and he said I was actually walking by the surgery room to go check on another patient they literally swung the door open to come and call me grabbed me pulled me into the room he said Brandon my office is over a 10 minute walk and Brandon if I had been in my office you would not have your son and you would not have your wife today. He said, I want you to know that God had an answer on the way. And I don't know if you caught it, forgive me, but before I even realized I needed an answer, God had an answer already on the way. Come on Heartland Church, I don't know where, I don't know where your faith is tonight, but can I tell you right now, can I stir your faith a little bit? I don't know what you're believing God for. I don't know what you're seeking His face for. But can I tell you right now, He's got an answer on the way. And tonight, you can find a miracle. Because what you see today, you will not see tomorrow. So stand firm, but keep your faith moving. He's moving. Pray for two things. We ain't done yet. Y'all still get fourth quarter. Two minutes on the clock. Don't you leave? You don't know how this is going to happen. Two things, real quick. Number one is this: How many want to move a God in your life? Come on, anybody in the room? Come on, anybody in the room? It starts number one with a relationship with Jesus. Jesus didn't die on the cross to be a part of your top three. He died to be number one in your life. Like I said earlier, a real man is a man of God, a man who leads his family in worship, a man who leads his family. I tell my kids all the time. I said, "You want to know how to worship? I don't mean this from a prideful spirit, but just saying. Sometimes, Mike, I'm the first Jesus my kids are gonna see." You wanna know how to worship? Watch how mom and dad worship. You wanna know how to pray? Watch how mom and dad pray. A real man is a man of God whose life is directed by Jesus. A real woman is a one of God whose life is directed by Jesus. You want God to show up in your life? You're believing for a miracle. It starts with the first question. Is Jesus real? Is he just a shadow in your life? Or is he real? Maybe that's what this Seek Week is all about. Or for the first night, you didn't die to be your cardio top three. So every head bowed and every eye closed, everybody in this room. And in a moment, we're gonna have a moment of prayer for something else. But right now, this is about your relationship with Jesus. It's not about who's to the right or to the left of you. Don't let embarrassment grip you. Don't let shame hold you. Only you can get you to heaven. And maybe you're here in the room, from the balcony down to the front, and you're saying, I need to give my life to Jesus for the first time. Or Maybe you're here, and you're saying, I need to rededicate my life. I need to get back to the way it used to be. And on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to shoot your hand up Here's what I know. I know. I know I'm a sports guy. I've seen how quick you stand your feet on a touchdown. I've seen how quick you get fired up. I'm going to ask you with boldness to throw your hand up and say, Brandon, that's me. And I want you to keep it Hands are already going up. Ready? One, two, three. Throw it up. Throw it up. Throw it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. I'm not trying to get a camera shot. I just want to see you. Hands are all over the building. I see you up there, my friend. I see you over here. Praise you, Jesus. I see you, friend. You made the best decision ever. Thank you. I see you guys. So what it's all about, it all starts here. Church family, can we say this, shout this prayer together? Everybody shout Jesus. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. Today, Jesus, I give you my life. Come into my heart, be the center of my world. And today I choose to follow you. In Jesus' name. The Bible says when one comes to heaven, all of heaven throws a party. There's hands all over this building. Now, am I I good? Here's what I feel led to do. Can y'all give me just a few more minutes? I don't know if we got a prayer team. I don't know if we need a prayer team. But I'm just telling right now, I, I feel so heavy in my spirit. You know, there's just something about they had, they stepped out of, they stepped out of Egypt. There's something about taking a step towards freedom. That God begins to move. I, I just want to encourage. I, I just believe there's, there's. I don't know what you're dealing with tonight. I just know a few things that are in my spirit. I really believe that there's some of you here that you, you are right in the middle of addiction. Strong. I just feel it heavy. And I'm not asking. I'm not going to call you. I ask you to walk out. But there's some of you that are here. But then also there's some of you. You're just believing God for something. I believe that. I believe there's some of you. You're believing God. For a radical miracle in your physical body. How, in fact, show me how, how many need a, a physical touch in your body? Come on, anybody in the room? Come on, can you get out of your seats? Come this way. Come on, we wanna lay, we wanna lay hands on you. Come on, if you're believing God for physical healing, come on, if you're comfortable with it, I want you to come this way. And then as they're coming this way, I, I wanna speak directly to, I don't know what needs you have. Maybe you have a need for addiction, maybe you're believing God for a breakthrough financially, maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's addiction. Maybe you've been dealing with depression. Maybe you're doing. Can I just say, I just want to believe God to have a moment as the worship team worships? And have a moment of prayer and just walk around. And if you're new to church and this is kind of like new to you, the Bible does make it very clear about the laying on of hands and the power of the Holy Spirit. How many of you believe the Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever? And if God did miracles then. Come on, can we store our faith and believe that God is going to do miracles tonight, amen? And can we declare our faith that saying tonight, deliverance is going to take place, and whatever we're facing today, we will not see tomorrow. Can we move our faith together? So there's plenty, there's room. Y'all may have to scoot out. There's still some people coming around. And I'm going to ask pastors, leaders, as we worship to walk around and just lay hands. Pastor Dusty or anybody like, even if there's a prop, whatever you want to do, Pastor, this is yours. I just felt led to take us to this moment, and worship team, whatever's in your heart. Pastor Kendra, anything. I just wanted to do my, I see the emotions in the room. I just wanted to do my best to try to stir your faith tonight to coach you up to believe again. And I believe... There is nothing. God is too good not to believe. There is nothing in this house right now that is too big for our God. Remember, the enemy can bring his best, but God's still greater. And I believe if you let him, he's going to do something here tonight. Can I tell you, friends, even if you're not down here at the altar, you know how we pray with our friends? We pray with our worship. And I want to encourage you to lift your hands. And as we pray, God can touch you right there. Right where you are in your seats. I believe God and the Holy Spirit is going to move. If you want to believe in God to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, I believe in Jesus' name. The Holy Spirit is going to baptize you in Jesus' name. I believe the Holy Ghost is going to flow through this place. The miracle power of Jesus. And in Jesus' name, starting tomorrow, we're going to hear testimonies that what we walked in here with tonight... We will not see any in our lives. In Jesus' name, addiction is set free. In Jesus' name, depression is gone. Marriages are going to be restored. Families are going to be restored. In Jesus' name, if you believe it, every hand up. Come on, let me pray, and we're going to go right into worship. Come on, get your hands up. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name for every person in this room, whatever need that they have, God. We declare healing is in the house, Jesus. And Father, we worship you. This is your night. Move, Holy Spirit, the way you need to move stir our faith to believe in Jesus name let's worship together let's continue to pray come on
0: To pray over every person right now who came for healing specifically first we're just going to speak life over you in the name of Jesus but I want to know because I've got people down here that are praying and so if that's you and you came specifically for that I just want you to lift your hands right now and if you're around somebody like this I want you to lay hands on them we believe in this as a church right now and so let's just agree with every single person if you see somebody next to you that's got their hands lifted right now. I want you to pray for them. We're going to speak the supernatural strength of Jesus. We were praying this this, uh, this afternoon, and I felt the Lord, like, pushing me in this area. Kendra was declaring it. I, I'm just believing that out of this night tonight, we are going to see the supernatural. I believe that there are going to be people. Now, listen, there's two ways that God heals. He heals over time, and He heals in a moment. Some of you, we're just going to already proclaim healing in days to come. But some of you, supernaturally, I'm believing that it's going to happen tonight. And if it's you, I want to know about it, okay? We're, We're declaring it. In Jesus' name, right now. Father, we pray over these people. And we speak. Strength come to them right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, bring supernatural healing. Let the power of God touch them. We pray for backs. We pray right now for blood levels to change. We pray for hearts, God. We pray for organs to line up the way that they're supposed to. We release right now the healing of the supernatural. We speak to cancer and we cancel you. We speak to knees to joints And we declare healing over your body tonight in Jesus' name. Thank you for it, Lord. And make it a work that they can declare, Lord Jesus. Let a testimony rise up out of this. In the name of Jesus. I feel like some of you in this room right now. Your pain has been so great. That it has affected your spirit in fact i I feel this a really specific group of people right now, so like you you feel like you're in constant pain in your physical body, physical body constant pain, and it has affected even your mind, okay like to the point where you have been in anguish like like tormenting you know type of. Of anguish, if that's you, I just want to know who I'm talking to right now. Just lift your hand, okay? I feel the Holy. I feel the Holy Spirit saying, "The Comforter, I'm here right now." I feel Him saying, "I'm going to bring you comfort in the middle of your pain." In the name of Jesus. I pray that tonight you're going to sleep. You're going to have a good night. We speak to your body tonight in Jesus' name. And we declare right now over you that you will not live in constant torment. If that's you right now, like Brandon, I'm telling you, it really ministered to me. When, he's, when he said, whatever you speak and you count down to 10, you remember that? I want you to put your hand, if that's you, put it, put it on your head right now. And I want you physically to speak it out right now. I want you to say to your physical body right now, tell it, you will receive comfort of the Holy Spirit tonight. I believe that you are a comforter and I believe that the power of God can flow through my body right now. I want you to speak that to your body. You're speaking it to the, from the Holy Spirit's it's utterance, but it's, you're speaking it out in faith right now. In the name of Jesus, we speak that out in this moment. Hallelujah. Now there's a second group of people that I just feel a real push right now to just pray for. I want to pray. This was what I felt like when Brandon was talking. You feel like you're stuck. Like he was talking about tonight. Just that word that came forth like I'm stuck in a season that I feel like I can't get out of. And it's caused me to look back because I can't seem to get ahead. If that's you tonight, you feel like you're in a season and you're just stuck for whatever reason tonight. I want you to lift your hands. I want to know who we're praying for right now. Okay. Again, like we're a church of, of we're, going, we're going to lay hands and believe. And so if you're close to somebody that's got their hand raised right now, just in faith, you're going to agree with me right now. We're going to pray for them. So if they're close to you, I just want you to put a hand on them, okay? You don't need to... Do anything weird, but you're just gonna, we're just praying. We're speaking life over you today. I want you to feel the hand of a brother or sister right now. Their hands are on you. As I begin to pray, we're believing that God's given you encouragement, that you're going to move on tonight in your own heart and in your mind. The Holy Spirit's going to minister to you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, right now. All right, let's pray. Father, we declare over every person who's in that kind of a season. Tonight, we're declaring right now. Some of you you felt hopeless, like I'm not gonna move out of this season. I'm just, this is how it's gonna be forever. I'm telling you right now, the Holy Spirit brought Brandon here tonight to minister to you. He's speaking life to you in your circumstance. And we're declaring right now the word of the Lord over you that even if you don't move right now that you will be encouraged and hear the Lord say to you that I've got you in the palm of my hand I've got a better future for you than you could ever imagine but right now trust me in your today Lord we thank you for the strengthening that's coming we thank you for the strength in the name of Jesus let it come to him now Baptize them with hope. We thank you for it. Baptize them with hope. Hallelujah. thankful for the ministry of Brandon tonight Pastor Brandon didn't you do amazing here's what I can promise you with Seek Week listen to me every night when you need to go feel free to go okay Uh, I know you have kids even my wife will slip out at some point in the night uh, to take our kids home because they've got school tomorrow so as we do Seek Week we will be very respectful of that All right. but we will also create an environment where those who want to linger can linger, alright? So we're not shutting down. We'll stay as long as you need Jesus. If you need prayer, we're going to be here to pray for you. Let me tell you, tomorrow night is uh, we start our prayer service at 6 p.m. And I'm going to tell you, the temptation will be, you know, well, I came tonight. Pastor David Perkins is one of the greatest men of God I know. I mean, I, I really mean that. And... He will preach a completely different kind of message. But I'm going to tell you, he will call you to greater things in God. And I want to encourage you to come and, and be a part of this. He, he really is one of the most anointed men of prayer I've ever met. And I respect him. I have such high regard for him. And so I want you to consider that, all right? Tonight, we have uh, tacos uh, and food trucks out there if you want that. Uh, we have tables set up. You're welcome to hang out. We've created that, you know, so that you can linger and hang for those of you who want it. But for those of you who want to pray, let's pray and let's seek God uh, for a little while longer. this That's what this week is all about. Amen, everybody. Amen. I love you so much. You're officially dismissed. Uh, and uh, we'll continue to make room.